Hey, I'm Proud Peterson Rabadi, and you're listening to Silly Talks Warriors. Cheers. Episode 18 of the Silly Talks Warriors podcast brought to you by our sponsors, Ortex Industries. On today's show, we're joined by Warriors Ford and Cook Island International, Pride Peterson Robardi. Thanks for jumping on, bro. Ah, all good, bro. Pleasure, pleasure to be on. And I uh, mentioned in the intro, you're a proud Cook Islander and we're fresh off rip round. So let's kick things off there. Obviously not the result you guys were after against the strong Samoan side, but certainly plenty of positives to take from that game for both the team and your own performance. What were your thoughts on the game from Saturday night? Um, it, was, it was definitely uh, like quality, strong game. And like a lot of us haven't played NRL and then Cook Islands team. So it was a great opportunity to go up against, you know, a, a team full of NRL players. And it was, uh, I guess, a good learning experience for all of us as well, you know, something for us to take forward into the World Cup at the end of the year. For sure. And you're actually named the co-captain of the team alongside Isan Masters, a massive achievement and one I'm sure both yourself and your family were very proud of. So how did you find out you were going to lead the boys and how was the experience of being the captain? Um, well, I found out like just before team team photo, Sponge just came up to me and he goes, oh, I think I'm going to make you and Isan captains. You all good with that? And I was like, oh, yeah, sweet, sweet. I sort of just, you know, took it as it was. But um, I was definitely not expecting to be named the co-captain. I was sort of just grateful to be part of the team. And then um, I didn't actually tell the family or anyone until it was released in the media just because, you know, I didn't know how I feel about it. I didn't want to put any extra pressure on myself as well. So, yeah, definitely a privilege. That's unreal. And you actually lined up against four of your Warriors teammates in the Samoan side too. Was there one in particular you wanted to put a cheeky little shot on or any friendly banter out there from the Warriors boys? I would have I would have liked to have put a shot on Jazzy, but um, he was playing at nine, so he wasn't really running the ball too much. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, he was probably like, he got cheeky at the start of the game when they scored their first try, but as he was coming over to say something, I ended up showing him my finger because it was popping out sideways. I dislocated it and then he's sort of like, oh, you need to get that checked out. And sort of from there, it was just so we were just trying to get through the game and, and enjoy the 80 minutes. And taking it back to how things started for you, bro, born and raised in Wellington, how were you first introduced to the game of rugby league and was that always your main sport growing up? Uh, well, my old man and my uncles played rugby league and um, the old man sort of gave me a choice when I was about five, six on what I wanted to do. And I guess because they played football, I chose to play footy as well. Yeah, so that's that's how I got into footy. Unreal. And then how do you go from there to being picked up by the Melbourne Storm as a young lad from Upper Hutt College, bro? Because that's pretty crazy. Uh, well, they always used to run this yearly camp in um, Wellington, like around November. Melbourne Storm water was for under-16s and under-18s. And at the time, I was only 14, but... Um, my old man got a, one of, because one of our local football coaches was coaching the 16s team. So he, he got in to chuck me in there just for a run, a little bit of experience. And um, I ended up playing all right. And then um, the Storm Slickers didn't know I was only 14 at the time. But once they found out, they thought, oh, and they ended up giving me a scholarship. And yeah, sort of went from there. That's unreal, bro. And only 14 years old, you get given a scholarship. How hard was it of a decision to kind of move over to Melbourne? Uh, for me, like, I was really excited and keen to move. 
like it's something I sort of looked forward to as a kid for a while. So as yeah. soon as the opportunity came, I wanted to lead straight away. <laughs> and was there ever any interest from like the Warriors or rugby teams or anything like that? Because you're obviously a bit um, of a gun. My yeah, the Warriors offered a deal to me like sort of just after Melbourne picked me up. But I think it was it was only like three or four years, whereas Melbourne offered six. So and I had already sort of agreed to the deal in Melbourne, so I couldn't renege. But yeah, the Warriors did offer something, and I think their deal was more like to go up, fly up back and forth for like the first two years, and then sort of relocate when I was like, I think I was like 16, 17. Yeah. Whereas Melbourne opted to fly me over straight away, so I took that one. Yeah, enough. Yeah, and then you played two years at the Storm NYC, and then look, you hear a lot about the Storm system and how successful of a club they are. So, how did you find your time at Melbourne Storm and being a part of that setup? Oh, I was, you know, like you said, like they're they're a pretty pretty good system, real professional. They taught me a lot about football, like some of the stuff that they taught me back then. I still use today, you know, sort of process stuff and how you move and all that sort of thing, and defense and attack, and like. They were good sort of off the field too. They sort of made made you know young boys into good men. But yeah, I was a mischief fellow when I was there. <laughs> and then you were granted a, a release not long after and went to play for the Knights, also at under 20s level. What was behind the decision to go to Newcastle and how did you find your time at the Knights? Uh well, like I said, I was mischief. So um, you know, I sort of you know made a few poor decisions at Melbourne and then um uh, at the time, I got told I probably wasn't going to get to play too much footy because I was sort of like I got stood down from um, our coach at the time. And I spoke to my manager about it because I was like, "Man, I'm going to miss out on a lot of this year." And then he said, "Oh, Newcastle are willing to play you next week if if you want to go." And I sort of weighed up the choice and just said, "Yes, yeah, sweet." Oh, I guess because I wanted to play footy, so you know, and I left. And plus, I. Probably on my last legs at Melbourne because you know, a young kid, mischief, made a few poor decisions. So it's like a clean, fresh start for me at Newcastle. So that's why I took it. And then in 2015, you decided to take a break from rugby league, a decision that I can imagine wasn't easy for any young lad. How hard of a call was that to make for you? Oh, at the time, it, um, so I just lost one of my best mates. He committed suicide. So I went back for his um, funeral. And then, like, that's when I sort of felt because I hadn't seen him in a long time. And then all of a sudden that happened. So when I went back for the funeral, I caught up with lots of my mates and I sort of felt like I was missing all my friends because I sort of relocated to Newcastle and left everyone for, for a good year or so. So at the time, I was sort of like, oh, I just wanted to be around my mates and, and chill for a little bit. So that was sort of the reasoning to that decision there, which was tough because I, I love football, but I think, Probably needed to get away from it for a little bit there. Yeah, fair. And then 2019 saw you return to footy, move to Brisbane, and end up playing for the North Devils in the Queensland Cup some four years later. What was behind the decision to move to Brisbane, bro? And how hard was it transitioning back into footy and playing at that level after kind of four years away from the top level of the game? I guess, well, I was sort of doing nothing with myself. So I went back to Melbourne and I was, wasn't really doing too much. While I was in Melbourne, um, I had my son who's turning six this year. So back then, you know, I was still young and he was a baby boy and I wasn't really doing anything with myself. So I thought, you know, I'm getting to an age where if I don't go back and have a crack, I probably won't ever get the opportunity to do so. So I thought, you know, I wanted to try and make him proud. So, you know, if I'm going to go and do something like now's the time. 
so that was the reason I sort of you know got up and, and left to try and have a crack at things again and I was grateful that um, Ron Smith at North gave me that opportunity so yeah and then 2020 you did a preseason camp with the Broncos and then later signed with the Warriors the year after 2021 after impressing at a pre-Christmas training camp so how did the opportunity arise to join the Warriors at that camp and how did you find the training um so I sort of like like I said I did a year with the Bronx and then had nothing sort of come up after that and um Peter O'Sullivan sort of like spoke to my manager and said they'll give me a training trial and so you know I sort of had nothing going on beggars can't be choosers so I I took took the opportunity and then um I was fortunate enough for the Warriors to give me a crack just still grateful for so they took me on let me train with the team for that year and then um, signed me for the next year, which is this year. So, yeah, I was very fortunate and lucky, I guess. And uh, being a part of the Warriors squad now after such a long journey from when you since left New Zealand, how rewarding has that been for you, bro? And is it kind of like a full circle moment growing up in New Zealand and now being a part of the team? Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It's, I was very grateful and, yeah, it was, it was a good opportunity. I sort of just said to myself, well, I've come to Australia and moved all around Aussie just to come join the team that, you know, I sort of left home for. So and now I'm grateful for the opportunity the Warriors have given me. And, you know, it's, it's been it's been a pleasure so far being a part of the club. And uh, this season you've been playing for the Dolphins. You've made eight appearances so far. How have you enjoyed playing for Redcliffe alongside a few of the other Warriors lads? Oh, I've loved it. I love, it. I love playing football. And Redcliffe, they're a good club. They're always welcoming towards us. And, you know, we started the year off pretty poorly, but now we're sort of on track and there's nothing better than when you're winning your football games and enjoying them. So, yeah, Redcliffe's been been good. It's been a good eight games, I guess. That's awesome. And you've been used at uh, lock, second row and off the interchange. Is there a position or a role you prefer over the others? I prefer to play lock in the middle. You know, you get more more hands on the ball, more more tackles on the belt. I guess playing on the edge, you know, you get to play the full 80. So I don't complain, but, oh, you know, wherever the team needs me, I'm happy to play my part, do whatever I've got to do. But, yeah, I do prefer lock in the middle. That's sort of home for me. Yeah, nice. And in terms of goals for the rest of the season, bro, I can imagine making your NRL debut would be right up there for you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely at the top of the list. You know, that's one thing I've always wanted to tick off is, is a debut. So hopefully I'm fortunate enough to get to do that this year. You know, keep my head down and keep working hard. Hopefully it comes about. Oh, and Rugby League World Cup later this year over in England as well. Is representing the Cook Islands at the World Cup something you're really looking forward to doing also? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait, especially after that international test. I sort of just, you know, fueled the fire, eh? Uh, can't wait to get back up with the boys and rip in. I feel like we can do so much better than what we did on the weekend. And yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to the World Cup and, and putting Cook Islands in good perspective. For sure. And before we get into some quick fire questions, just one more for you. A lot of Cook Island eligible players are playing in other rep teams at the moment. And we've seen with the likes of Tonga and Samoa, a few of the boys have been coming back. So how much of a boost would it be for your team if you were to get a few guys back, maybe like a chance, Nicole Klockstad, some guys like that, if they were available? Oh, I think it just adds heaps of strength to our team, to the team we fielded. I think I don't even think there was that much NRL experience out, out there on the field on the weekend. So 
imagine adding some NRL experience to that team and, and the effort that was already there. You know, we're only going to get better and better. So, yeah, that would definitely be a positive. And I think we'll play, you know, we'll put us in, in contention to win games against some of the top teams. Sure, and a few quick-fire questions for you now, bro. A bit more casual. Who's your favourite players to watch in the NRL at the moment? Favourite players? Um, I'm a fan of um, Dylan Edwards, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I just like his, his work rate, you know. Works real hard. Um, yeah, so I'll probably him. Didn't expect a fullback from you there, bro, right there. Yeah, no, I like, I like just those... It takes like two, three carries a set, you know. Like yeah. you just watch what he does, and I'm like, wow, this dude, you know, works real hard. Hard. And it's hard yeah. to do that. Yeah. Sure. And what's your favorite things to do outside of footy, bro? Um, I don't mind jamming the game, eh? I like playing the game. Yeah. And just recently, I've sort of got into a little bit of golf. Not that Ooh. good at it, but I've been playing with a few of my mates. Yeah. Well, <laughs> around starting to get used to it now. So I think if I can get good at it, it might, might become a full-time hobby. Ah, all the boys play golf, eh? I've noticed. Yeah, I think, yeah, a few of them. I haven't jammed with any of the boys in our team. I just go with my mates because yeah. we're all in the same skill, skill category. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, run it straight challenge, bro. Who would you least like to run it straight at from the Warriors team? Ooh, probably uh, probably Ed or Bunts or Merit. Yeah. <laughs> the big boys. <laughs> And uh, if you could play for any other professional sports team in any sport, who would it be? Oh, the Lakers with LeBron James, bro, in the NBA. Good answer, bro. The GOAT. Yeah, the GOAT. That's my brother, the GOAT. There we go. And uh, do you have any uh, pre-game superstitions or rituals, anything like weird you have to do before a game? Nah, bro. I don't have any sort of – no, I just – I guess the day before, like, I always got to sort of have a sauna and a sweat. Like, that's one thing I always do before I play. And yeah. for Bricky, I always have, like, um, uh, Avo and Feta on toast. Oh, nice. Good feed. <laughs> Those are probably the only two things that I always do like, before I play footy. Otherwise, everything's, you know, there's nothing too, too strict there. Yeah, and some listener questions, bro. The first one's from Simon Harris, and he says, what's the one thing you miss the most about New Zealand? Um, for me, it's probably just being able to see my family all the time. Like, I haven't been back home in eight years, so oh. I haven't seen like yeah. I've got I've got like what five nieces and nephews I haven't met. I've only met one of them, so you know. Wow. Yeah, definitely see my family. It'll be a big one. For sure, that's crazy. And then the next one, Taylor Jones. He says, uh, "Your highlight rugby league moment from your career so far." Um. Would probably definitely have to be signing my first contract when I was 14 years old. That was to me like sort of, you know, made it out of the hood sort of moment. Like there's that many kids that were the same age as me where I'm from, all my mates, cousins, you know, we were all trying to sort of, you know, strive for that. And I was fortunate enough to be the one that, that got it. So that'll always probably be one of the highlights of my career. Hopefully when I date you, I'll most likely be that. Hard. <laughs> Oh, that's the one, bro. And then a couple from a few fellow Upper Hut lads, I think. The first one's from Luke Steer, and he says, are the Upper Hut Tigers the best club you've ever played for? <laughs> uh, I don't even know if they're fielding a team anymore. Oh, no. no. That club definitely produced some of the best memories, you know. That was where I played all my junior football in New Zealand. Yeah. 
and the old the old boy was the um, my coach. So you know, we won a few chips in that when we were younger. Made heaps of friends, all the cousins and that playing with me. So uh, it's definitely one of the best clubs I've played for. And then uh, the next one's from Hayden Williams, and he says, "Who was your favourite teammate to play with back at Upper Hutt College?" <laughs> oh, favourite teammate. I'll probably. Uh, I didn't mind playing with Murph and Kim here. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to those two. They were guns. They were freaks. That's it from me, bro. Thanks for jumping on to have a yarn about your journey and career so far. Look forward to watching you rip up for the rest of the season and hopefully getting that debut for the Warriors soon. So all the best, bro, and thanks again. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Appreciate appreciate you.